Welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 22. Today is our last interview with an unschooling family, at least for this series. We will be talking with Gina and Ryan, homeschool parents from Arizona who are new to unschooling. But Ryan is a second generation homeschooler, so he has some experience as a homeschool kid now homeschooling their children using the unschooling method. We had a really fun conversation and they had a lot to share, even though they have been homeschooling only for a little while. And I really felt like this was a great way to end the unschooling mini series with this conversation. So I'm not going to say much more, but just get right into the interview. So hope you enjoy. Guys, welcome back. It's Elizabeth with Four and Toe Podcast, and I have another interview with you for you today. And this is a husband and wife team this time, and we are talking unschooling. Um, I'd like to introduce you guys to Ryan and Gina. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> Hello. Happy to be here. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having us. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. This was uh, really um, exciting for me to be able to interview a couple um, about unschooling and homeschooling. Yes. <laughs> So if you don't mind telling us where in the country you are and how many kids you're homeschooling. We are in Arizona, so Gilbert, Arizona, and it's a little suburb outside of the Phoenix metro area. And we have two girls, eight, 11 years old and eight years old. Awesome. And how long have you been homeschool parents? Yeah, well, <laughs> we just started this year, so since August, uh, okay. so just a few months into it. So pretty, we are newbies. pretty new. So I actually... <laughs> I grew up homeschooling from third grade through 12th grade, so okay. not necessarily brand new to the idea, but sure. uh, definitely new to the idea of homeschooling or unschooling our kids for sure. Yeah. Yes. And Gina, were you, did you grow up in a homeschool family? So I grew up in private schools and then my mom tried for like a month and <laughs> when I was in fifth grade and it was just a fail. She was a full-time working mom and Aww. had, we had, there's four of us girls and then we went to an in-home homeschool group. And then from there, just sixth grade and on, I went to public school. So okay. we tried it as kids and I'm thankful that I had the education that I had, but very excited for giving this opportunity to my girls because yeah, they were actually the ones that had asked for it. So it brought oh, us wow. out of our comfort zone of like, you know, becoming untraditionalized within the education system. And so yeah. It just opened our eyes to so much. Yeah. So Ryan, since you have a little bit of background in homeschooling, had were you an unschool or are you a product of an unschool homeschool family or what was the style or approach that your parents took with your education? So the homeschool uh, experience that I had was definitely not the unschooled um, <laughs> by any means. It was more of a traditional school. I did. Um, I'm sure there's probably some of your listeners you might be aware of, Abeka. Um mm -hmm curriculum. That's what I did. I did the video system. So back whenever okay. VHS tapes, oh, <laughs> yeah. they even did DVDs. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's how I, uh, did at least, um, third and fourth grade, my mom homeschooled me, but then, uh, or she, she taught me and did the curriculum through Rebecca. And then from fifth grade on, I, I did the videos. So part of it, I mean, it was the, the actual curriculum was very structured. Um, okay. I guess, yeah, I think part of my process was a little bit of unschooling because, I pretty much did it all myself. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. my mom and dad uh, kind of 
let me let me be that I had my routine and my schedule and I just got up and did it so they it was pretty much hands-off um so I guess a, I guess kind of rephrasing my answer I guess partially unschooled but very traditional curriculum for sure, sure. Yeah. So what brought you guys to, well, you said it was your daughter's idea to be unschooled. So why choose unschooling rather than another approach to homeschooling? Well, I had just been at the pool one day and just sitting in Arizona. That's what we kind of do a lot. Yeah. I I have some friends um, from Arizona. They tell me this a lot. (laughs) So I was just out there one weekend and I, we were just exploring, like trying to get better at listening to our girls' hearts. Like, okay, what are they asking? And just trying to be more intentional with our life and the direction of our life that we're wanting to take it. And I was just talking with a friend of mine and she was not considering homeschooling at all. In fact, she sent her kids to a very traditional school, but she just happened to say, you sound like you can do unschooling. And she sent me a post from Instagram of a guy that had literally just talked about it on Instagram as he tagged me in his post and then said he recommended this book. And I literally got home after that pool like encounter and Uh came home. I told Ryan right away and was like this literally, like I read the guy's post and his son had just finished up fifth grade and our daughter, our oldest, is going was going into fifth grade. And I was okay. like, after reading what he had shared, I'm like, this sold. It just sounded like everything in the way our family was going. And right. so it kind of like resonated. Then we ordered the book right away. And here we are. Awesome. Here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. What was the name of the book? Yeah. Unschooling the University by uh, Judy Arnall or Arnall, A-R-N-A-L-L. All right. I'm going to look that up. I will put the link to this book in the show notes as well for the listeners. So you guys can check it out. I'm excited to check it out now too. Yeah. Super cool. I'm taking all the suggestions that I get from these interviews and like my book list is already <laughs> long and it's just getting longer. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yes. That's smart. No, and it's a, it was a great book to kind of get a feel for, you know, it was a mother, I think of five kids mm-hmm. uh, who unschooled all of them and her journey and what she used and all that. So there's a ton of great resources in there as well. Lots, yeah. That's great. So as you guys have approached this school year and you have um, done your research on unschooling, what, how would you define the unschooling method or the unschooling educational approach for your family? We've just really realized that it's giving them the environment to actually discover, you know, themselves and, you know, be who they are, discover how they learn and, and who they are. Um, and so that's kind of the basis of it um, is just giving them that that atmosphere and the environment um, to explore and uh, to learn and to enjoy learning. Um, I, I was very good in school, but didn't really like school, you know, so looking <laughs> back, it was more of the I was just going through the, the repetitions of getting good grades and memorizing things and not really learning to learn, but more of mm. learning to memorize and then you brain dump you know? Um, and so it's, there's, it's just different, like realizing the differences, um, of how I learn now being an entrepreneur, I do real estate. And so I realize that when I want to learn something, like I go after it and I, and I learn. So why wait until you're out of college (laughs) to figure it out, you know, so trying to give them that, that environment to, to do that. So. Yeah, they're both like both of our girls are very expressive in their wants and needs. And so 
our oldest especially drove this. It sounds weird to say that our kids like drove the decision, but I think it's actually pretty remarkable the voice that like that they were able to have the voice yeah. and a say so like a decision in their educational part of their you know childhood, and they were already sensing like the lack of being able to be themselves. And if I, I just started thinking about if I had that knowledge as a kid to be that self-aware, if I wasn't able to be myself in school, like I literally clung to those words when my daughter had said that to me. So when my oldest started to just express how she was wanting to just be herself, I realized as a mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could give that to my kids and if I had that, I did not have that self-awareness. And so I want to continue to raise our kids with living an open-minded life and open to the possibilities of life. I just really connected to that as a mom yeah, and just thought if I'm the one that's home with them full time and they're already expressing this, then that could be my greatest gift I could give them through this time. Did that, did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That was great. What does a day of unschool look like in your house? So, uh, okay. So here's where we're at with this because we're so new. Sure. At it. Um, and I, after I had really grasped the, this whole idea and we read through portions of this book because we were just flying through like all, yeah. <laughs> we were just excited to like, again, like open ourselves up to the possibilities. Um, I immediately tried to get advice from all families or people that I just knew that had either homeschooled or like, what would you have done differently? Or what would you go back and like, tell someone like me just starting? Mm -hmm. And I just let everyone had the same advice to give. And they said, I wish we would have taken the first year to really get to know our kids and ourselves because it's such a big transition in life. Yeah. where you can go so far deep because now it's so it's such a big world I feel like mm -hmm. so our traditional day right now there's no structure or no real <laughs> schedule we kind of get up when we want and it could be at 7 30 in the morning and then it could be maybe nine o'clock in the morning but it's kind of like we're allowing our kids to tap into their strengths and tap into the true desire of learning. And we know that once that hits, they truly will run with, they'll run with it. So we're very, how would, what's the word? Like, um, we're very free <laughs> in the process at the moment. Cause I'm really just taking this first year to get, get used to this new normal basically. Yeah. yeah. And then things change daily, you know, uh, yeah. schedules change daily and things come up, but, um, you know, might be going and hanging out with a friend or somebody else that, uh, you know, we've connected with that homeschools, uh, their kids or unschools, their kids and, um, you know, going, doing different things, whether it be, you know, rock climbing or, you know, figuring out a baking class or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. doing all kinds of different things. Um, just but yeah. last night, both of them expressed that they want a schedule now. And so <laughs> they opened up, they made themselves a schedule. And it was so cool, like going over that with them and okay. like how they start creating their day. And it's just new layers pop up every single day. And we're all a pretty much like a night owl family. <laughs> and okay. so yeah. <laughs> night, we allow for a lot of conversations to open up. So we just noticed that when our kids come alive, we take those opportunities right then and there to just listen and to allow them to discover what their desires are. And so they created a project today oh, cool. of 
you know, like there's, they create a storyline where it's just a really cool story <laughs> where one panda bear and one polar bear, they have to meet and like, they have to find their way to the same state and then cool. teach each other their habitats. And so it's just cool to start to see how they're working together and what they're creating. And I think that's like been the coolest thing is not only freedom, but freedom to start creating. Yeah. Allow, allow their imaginations to kind of run wild. And, you know, when you're not stuck in that rigid, you know, structure mindset, you know, kind of right. opens you up to be a little bit more free to let your mind go places where it normally wouldn't and create different things. And so it was pretty cool whenever they were like, Hey, we want to do a project. And it's like, <laughs> awesome. What do you want to do? And they told us, or like, and it just keeps evolving, which is cool. You know, that it keeps cool. getting bigger and bigger and, and, uh, you know, helps them to learn and, and do different things. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is not allowing it to be like super rigid um, sure. and forceful um, and allowing them to discover, you know, like we said before, just to discover who they are and how they want to learn and then what they want. It's almost like, you know, um, dropping breadcrumbs for them yeah. and then see what they pick up. And if they pick up on something and they want to go a little bit deeper into it, then we let them go as deep or as shallow into that particular subject or, um, you know, whatever it is they want to learn about and then let them kind of go free from there and then just give them the avenues and the atmosphere uh, to learn and the resources to, to learn as much as they can from it. So I like it. Like there we're busy with activities as well. So I also want to say like so much of our learning does happen throughout the day because our nights are filled with activities too. And so could the activities be considered learning opportunities though? I'm, I'm like, born and raised homeschooler so like is it dance class so that's you know what I mean yeah, right um, my our youngest is a gymnast and so her hours are pretty um she goes a lot and so yeah. uh again that was another like hey this is so much more of a pro than it is a con like it actually has saved us family time yeah um and then our oldest does like theater singing acting um, that kind of thing. And she's pretty much a self learner. Like she's a, you, she loves YouTube. She loves sure. learning. Um, she's draws. So she, nice. she's very multi, uh, facet with In different, different, arenas. different yeah. very just on that creative side. So always yeah. has to be learning and creating something, teaching herself how to play piano, <laughs> teaching herself how to cool. bake certain things. She'll look up recipes and be like, mom, I want to, bake this today or I want to do this and try this. And we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's try it. That's awesome. So um, you've kind of already answered my third question, which is what subjects do you focus on? And it's just what the kids want to learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> Am I getting that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my I was God. joking around about this. Sounds... When we're, you know, is that it's really problem solving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the main subject, problem solving. Yeah. You know? and so, I mean, it, it sounds funny, but I mean, in essence, that's kind of what it is. And realizing that that's pretty much what life is about is learning how to problem solve. You come up against something, you got to know how to, how to, um, solve that. Out. Nobody's going to give you the answers all the right. time. And so, um, I think that's the one thing that homeschool did do for me is that, um, my mom and dad, neither one of them went to college. And so there were, there was a certain grade level that I hit that they weren't able to help. They literally were just like, you're going to have to figure it out. I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't help you, you know, yeah. on the phone call, call the, school in Florida, you know, or whatever. And so, yeah. um, so one of the things that it did teach me is to, to go outside the box and just, um, be very diligent until I found the answer. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I do research 
papers and projects on, you know, with encyclopedia books, you know, we didn't have yep. the internet <laughs> back then. Here. And, and even whenever <laughs> they started having the internet, we didn't even have, I lived in a kind of a country town and we didn't have internet or at least not high speed internet. We had dial up. And so it was, mm -hmm. it was a, annoying, you know, by the time I got to high school to even try to do something and look up stuff on the internet to do research papers. So like, getting out books and, you know, going to the library and stuff like that was kind of where I got my resources from. But nowadays it's so hands-on with the internet that they can learn just about anything they want, you know, at the tips of their fingers. So it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. But yeah, I think we've utilized too, like uh, the Apple store close mm -hmm. by, like they have free classes. So they've learned how to build an app or um, a presentation yeah. on like, there's so much, I think available to us now that yeah. I think if anyone's listening, that is really like freaking out, you know, like what, what's going to happen to my kids fundamentals and <laughs> all those th all the questions that I, I do get from friends like, Oh my gosh, well, what are you going to do? And I think the biggest thing for me is just taking it one day at a time and not like allowing the process to unfold yeah. and to guide yourself that way. And really, if you think about it, a teacher in a classroom has to do that too with an entire classroom of 20 something kids. Yeah. They're daily having to shift and change every single day too. And mm -hmm. so we just now get to be a part of our kids' process. Yeah. Yeah. And That's it's, awesome. and it's, yeah, it's pretty fun to do that. And also one of the main things, I mean, a lot of people ask, well, like, what about this subject or that subject? One of the main things, like kind of the primary focus we were talking about this last night is, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic are the core fundamentals. If they know the basics of those, they can figure out everything else, you know, mm -hmm. if they can read and they can, you know, yeah. learn to open open book or listen to a video or watch something and figure it out. Like as long as they can comprehend those basic uh, principles, then they're going to be golden, you know, and they can, they can go back to those principles and use those principles as building blocks to learn whatever they want, you know, moving forward. And I always like to tell people that, it's like the old adage of, you know, uh, give a man or give somebody a fish and they'll have food for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, they'll have food for a lifetime. Yeah. Same thing with education. You know, if you teach them how to learn, they can learn anything and everything they want to, uh, if yep. they have the desire to. So that's kind of the basis of what we're doing with the unschooling is teaching them how to learn so that they can always and forever learn. They don't have to be relying upon somebody else, you know, teaching them or shoving information into their brain, they can go out and explore and look for it as they, as they wish. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. Teaching your kids the love of learning. Yes. <laughs> I, think I think that's a lot of homeschool parents goals. <laughs> right. Yes. right. I know it's top on mine. And I know for a lot of my friends that, and a lot of these interviews now that keeps coming up, like if we can just teach our kids to love learning, we're good. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. And it never stops. Right. Like I, yeah. if I want that desire to never leave, even into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people do, they end up just being okay. And with a certain, I don't, is it a standard or like where we should never grow to that point, you know, right. and we yeah. want to stay active, not only mentally, but physically and on all realms of what we're capable of. So, yeah. So as unschooling parents, what would you say are like the top must-haves for your kids to be able to unschool? Like, is there a museum you have to have close to you? Is there, you know, <laughs> what are, like, library cards? Like, what are what are the must-haves that you just need to have to help and encourage the environment of of learning or to or creativity? 
in your kids? Mm. For us, <laughs> the <Probably>. internet. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> However, if you do not have the internet, there, I mean, library, uh, you know, YouTube they probably is aren't listening thing. to this podcast if they don't <laughs> have the internet. <laughs> I've been under a rock for the last 30 years. So. Uh, but uh, no, I think like YouTube, Google, like, I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah, those like are the things is, that I, are pretty like, amazing. Yeah. But, for me, environment is huge for me. And so we've really created our home to be a fun place to learn. And so just literally this weekend, again, my oldest found these lights online and they're, they have lights all over their room now. And so they, LED changing, LED, color changing <laughs> lights. Okay. Like we just put them up last night and I kid you not, they're like, oh my gosh, can I go read in my room? Can I do like, it's, I have, I'm just naturally kind of built in with how can I make this fun? And so I think it helps. Um, what's super cool is having a team. Like I have my husband, um, that we can help each other through this process and not saying that we all have, we always have to agree or understand it, but trusting each other as a family, cause that we're capable of making this happen and just having a good attitude every day towards it. And knowing that even when you have bad attitudes, it just, we all have those right. Every yep. day. So it's everybody still has their day. You're never going to escape from this way, but there are a few things that we did write down as far as like websites that we have found that we do love. Yeah. So, um, um yeah, one of them, one of them is uh Khan Academy, it's, uh, K H A N A C A D E M Y dot O R G. Um, Khan Academy has a lot of different subjects and stuff. They have a ton of different videos. Um, this one's pretty extensive. It goes from pretty basic math all the way up to, you know, calculus and, you know, some pretty extensive, uh, math, uh, mathematics and different things like that. Um, for some of the younger stuff, abcya.com, uh, um, has like language and math type stuff. Um, our youngest is kind of doing this, uh, abcmouse.com is a reading math, science and art, uh, type site, but it's only up to like age eight. So it's, mm -hmm. she's kind of finishing on the tail end of yeah. finishing up with that and enjoying that. Um, another one that our oldest and I just found uh, not too long ago or this last week was uh, Arc Ademics. It's A R C A D E M I C S uh, dot com. It's an arcade style um, game type learning experience. Uh, so there's some <laughs> cool. little, little arcade games and stuff that they can learn uh, math, and uh, I think there's some uh, language stuff on there as well. So it's um, it's a really good resource and she's been really enjoying that this last week or so. And then, uh, Duolingo, um, is one it's D U O L I N G O.com. Um, and that's for foreign languages. So it's a free site to learn foreign languages. Um, so she's already started. She started on they like, both did like French, French and some Italian, Spanish. And Spanish. Like yeah. <laughs> so a lot of different, like if um, you could pick I don't know, like five to 10 minutes a day, you know, like that's yeah. more than what I would ever do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, and it's amazing, you know, cool. what they can learn in such a short amount of time mm -hmm. with very specific, you know, um, focus, focus yeah, uh, as opposed to being in a classroom with 20 or 30 other kids that are being distractions, teachers having to stop and put out fires and different things like that. Like it's pretty amazing how much yeah. they can learn in an hour or 
two hours time. I mean, um, it's, it's pretty incredible. So I think it was like the biggest thing for me going, wait, we're, that was it. You know, it, like yeah. you think, <laughs> yeah. you think for some reason you're you not going to school for six to eight hours a day. <laughs> like you just think you have to always be doing more. Mm-hmm. And so again, that's where I just go back to wait. This first year is me also changing my mindset as well. Yeah. So and some other uh, deals or some other resources is obviously the library um, mm-hmm. going. If you can't find it, then I'm sure the library probably has it. You know, books, there's no excuse to, you know, you don't have to go out and buy a ton of books. Mm-hmm. Um, get a, If you have a local library, get a library card and, you know, spend time there every single week or uh, every other week just checking out books and then, yeah. um, you know, exploring and learning and then take them back and find something else, you know? And so, uh, whether it be documentaries or movies or books or audiobooks, whatever it may be. Um, and so we've also, you know, documentary, certain documentaries, uh, mm-hmm. on history and different things like that. Whenever our kids ask about certain things, you know, like what happened during world war two, you know, we could look it up, mm-hmm. we can watch, you know, different videos, we can read about it, or we can go and find a documentary or movie that really does a good job portraying what happened and and walk them through that and they and they love that kind of stuff and so um you know i think too the other thing like utilizing the internet like there's so many social groups online where if you mm-hmm. can't afford like curriculum like the whole thing just go search on facebook instagram follow hashtags like i follow unschooling hashtag and it's one of my favorite things just to get ideas you know and yeah. little yeah. crafts and things that I wouldn't normally think about, but it's all out there. So are there resources that encourage you as the parents in unschooling that you're like, this is a must have, you have to have Mm. this. Oh man. Well, I think the one book, yeah, the one book that we uh, mentioned, the unschooling to university Mm -hmm. was a huge help and to understanding the whole process. Um, And then kind of they, the author really takes you through some of the excuse me, some of the fears that you as a parent may have. Um, mm-hmm. I even think she mentioned in the book that uh, most of her kids didn't even learn how to read until they were eight or nine years old. And that would freak most parents out. <laughs> yeah. But then she followed up with saying, but because I allowed them to figure it out and wait until they were ready to learn before I like push them in that direction. Um, it wasn't trying to cram them down or, you know, like, Oh, my kid learned how to read at two years old. Ha ha. Look at you. Like it wasn't this like status (laughs) thing for her. She's like, I let them when they were ready to learn to read, then they learned how to read. And she said, now they're all voracious readers. Um, they're very good readers and they, they love to read as adults, uh, to this day. And so, um, I think sometimes kids, they get crammed so much with different things that, um, they just lose heart and they lose uh, passion for what they, mm. you know, truly w- would have been passionate about, but they just hated it because it was crammed down their throat. So, so much yeah. that they just ended up, um, stopping, you know, before they even got started. So, yeah. um, things like that, things that would make you as a parent at first kind of cringe, like, wait, no, that's not, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And she kind of does a really good job in that book, uh, navigating some of those fears and different things. Uh, another one that I read, uh, as far as just on the basis of uh, schooling in general is uh, dumbing us down uh, and also a book called weapons of mass instruction by John Taylor Gatto, G A T T O. Um, Those are really uh, insightful books of a New York teacher who was in the school system for a few decades and realizing kind of the uh, pitfalls of education, the system and, Mm -hmm. you know, just different things like that. So um, those are a couple ones that I, 
that were a big interest of me to kind of help me go, okay, this is going to be the best thing for us and, and uh, moving forward. So what else for you? Well, in that unschooling to university, I clung to one thing that she had said about the, the fears is she allowed her kids to like, if they were just like, I want to go back to school. She left all those conversations very open. So I think for me at any point, there's no reason why to force anything that just isn't working. So if it's not working, Mm -hmm. I always know we can go back. We can go back to school. And if this was for a season, then I'm going to take it as a season and embrace it all. But to not really like as the mom, like I just don't want the pressure. Like they'll, we have enough pressure going on in so many other areas of our life why do I need to be one more added pressure in their world? Like, I don't want to be that for my kids. Mm -hmm. And so they know it's, this is an open conversation. So I think that's helped me every day. So I love that she goes into those fears in the books. And so that's really just helped me and just really not being shy of asking and reaching out. Um, Who do you have in your circle of people? And then if you don't finding people online or, yeah, don't be afraid. Yeah, like I yeah. just am not afraid to ask a question. Yeah. And that's okay. Like people are so much more willing to share than they are to um like for instance, I'm not necessarily posting every day about unschooling, but at any time you could direct message me and I am so happy to share with someone about something that I'm currently being encouraged from or you know or yeah. so I think it's just we feel afraid to not reach out. And I think one of those are the, one of the biggest tools we have. And now we have it on such a mass yes. scale, yeah. scale that we have no, <laughs> no, uh, no excuse to not try. Yeah. yeah. I was just interviewing somebody else yesterday. Um, so one of the other interviews that's going to be with this mini series. And we were saying the exact same thing. Both of us were like, we have friends that homeschool near us, but we find a greater community in our online friends, which sounds so weird, and our parents judge us so harshly. <laughs> like, you can't really have friends online. Like, no, really. Like, yeah. some of my very best friends are my online friends. <laughs> That's awesome. It's true. That's awesome. That's how I felt meeting you today. I was like, I just think we're gonna be friends now. <laughs> yes, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> Well, Ryan, Gina, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to um, be part of this conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, is there any way that my listeners can get a hold of you if they do have any questions, um, websites, Facebook, Instagram, what's out there, the ways we can get a hold of you, unless you want to remain anonymous? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely. No, no. Um, we're all about sharing and helping people. Yeah. And so you can find me at my first and last name, Gina Dobeyer, G-I-N-A, and last name D-O-B-M-E-I-E-R. And then my and then, yeah, on both my, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Yeah, and well. then for me, it's uh, Facebook uh, at Ryan Dobmeyer, R Y A N, and then D O B M E I E R. Um, mainly, that's probably the best way to reach me is through Facebook for sure. So, okay. but yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity and allowing us to come on and yes, share. So thank you we so really much. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, great. It's fun. Yeah, it has been. Thank you once again, awesome. Elizabeth. You're welcome. A, Have a good day. It's a pleasure day. meeting you. Yes, you too. bye, you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again, Gina and Ryan, for 
your time um, and allowing me to ask all the questions and for being so open and sharing your journey with us. We really appreciate it. Listeners, I will be back in March with more episodes. And the first one that will be coming out on March 1st is going to have so many cool things to share with you. If you are a homeschooler looking for a homeschool conference, I'm going to be hosting my very first homeschool conference this April. So if you want more details, you're going to want to stay tuned for next week's episode coming out March 1st. So until then, have a great week. And remember, Mama, you've got this.